Welcome back to another episode of 100% Real with Alex and Amanda, a business lifestyle podcast. That's the part where you say cue the music. Cue the music. Best believe, best believe. We the best. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Best believe, best believe. We the best. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So today we have two guests, actually. Um, someone that we know and someone that we just met today but you know we are believers in that we've never met a stranger mm-hmm. and um i'm gonna let sonia rodriguez introduce our special guest but sonia is also a special guest of ours as well for today her nickname is the goat aka sonia blade that's right sonia blade all right so we have a very 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 special guest a very real authentic <laughs> guest carlos AKA Los, AKA Long. <laughs> Chino, AKA Chino. Chino. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I guess tell us a little bit about your story. Start from the beginning or start wherever you feel comfortable with. Right. right. I, I would love to hear like where it all started, how you got into owning your business right now and how okay. you kind of, you know, you're also an artist too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all the above. Actor, <laughs> model, entrepreneur, contractor, artist. Uh, first and foremost, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. We're tuning to get myself out there. Yeah, as soon as Sonia told me a little bit about your story, I was like, we have to have him. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how we, we, we were affiliated with Stanley and now we're here. But, um, oh, man, just, I really don't know where to begin, really. But um, I I want to say I started from the bottom, like really, really from the bottom. Uh, I was in a situation where I was incarcerated um, for eight and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. But just to get out there, like when I say that, people like, oh my God, who did he kill? Eight and a half years. <laughs> no, I didn't kill nobody. It was nonviolent. I sold weed, you know. Wow. It's freaking punk ass weed. And it, and it's, it, it it bothered me, you know, when I think, kind of think about it, I got over it. But like, because in my lifetime, marijuana is going to get legalized. It's already recognized, yep. re- legalized in California. So I'm here doing time for something that's going to get legalized in my lifetime anyway. Yeah, it's insane. But it is what it is. And what I find peace within is art. So when I was incarcerated, hence this is the reason why I'm here in New York, mm-hmm. because I took a big leap of faith to move to New York to pursue my art. Mm-hmm. So while I was incarcerated, um, I discovered I can paint. So I had so much time to myself when I was in the cell. So it's called 23 and one. I was locked down for 23 and one. And uh, during that time, you know, I had, to, I had to just, you know, somehow cope and find peace within. Mm-hmm. So I drew, I drew a lot, I drew a lot. And next thing you know, I got better. And then others, my, my cellmates, other inmates, like, hey, can you draw something for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how I enhanced my craft. So I, I use my time productively. Mm-hmm. I always use my time productively. My whole thing is that never waste a day of your life. Yeah. Always make it productive. Yeah. So that same mentality applied to me when I came home. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I came to New York was to pursue my art. Did you ever see some of my art? Yeah, yeah, I showed them some yeah. art too. We actually took a look um, a, a little bit ago and we were like, wow. <laughs> yeah. What, which 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 paint did you see? Because I could like to share some art. But this- there was there was one. Okay. I mean, there was a few of them. But I guess while you were incarcerated, yeah. uh, of you with the girls. Yeah. yeah. And then- <laughs> so yeah, though that's funny because I just posted that yesterday too. But I I made that because that was part of like the worst part of the stretch was being away from females. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can imagine. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Because when I got incarcerated, I was only 22. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
and you, you know, the peak like, prime like, I was right the there. Prime, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> what I was. Mine was real fertile. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Damn. So yes, I was deprived from females. You know, and um, yeah, I drew that painting because I kept myself company. I was so you know what I mean. So, but um, art taught me discipline. It taught me patience. It taught had creativity. You know, concepts. So it led to how my mind frame is at today. And then that's why I imposed art like because I feel like art really saved my life. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why the first business that I opened was a gallery. Okay. So Image Gallery is located in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So oh, awesome. um, the video right there, 1501 Broadway, that's the address. We'll, we'll put the details in. Yeah, the yeah please come by, come check it out. We have our show. So everybody in tune with the arts, we have our shows. Any artists, please welcome, Bring, drop by your portfolio, you know. Um, so, but then art, the truth is, I don't want to switch topic too much, but art does not really make money, you know? So that's why I'm now a contractor. I do real estate, you know what I mean? So what made you take the, the like leap into real estate and then the developing side or the contracting so side? I, I was going for the whole art thing for like the first two years and I was like grinding and out. I was doing, I was tattooing people. I was still working other jobs. I had like five other jobs overlapping, you know what I mean? But making ends meet was just so hard, you know? Art is not a necessity, it's a luxury, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like, I was just barely getting by, I couldn't do it no more. I, I love my passion. I still now, now and then, like, I still go back to pain, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now it's more for like, therapeutic for me. Yeah. To, to realize who I was, why I'm here, you know what I mean? But not for money, you yeah. know what I mean? Selling art is, for others is a little bit better because the artists actually, and it sucks because you make more money off the artists, you know what I mean? Then actually selling the art itself, you know what I mean? Like that's just the way it is, by what I realized. Yeah. And um, you said that when you, when you first got out, you were on someone's couch, like you were you had no couch at first and then you got a couch. Oh my God, this is, this is, this is a good comeback story though. And I find this, I, I hope some, the audience out there were, you know, I reached for that one person that give them hope, you know what I mean? Because I was so broke that I counted the days down to get my EBT card to do the new renewal. I'm not wow. sure if you guys, what how EBT works, whatever, but- I grew up with EBT all right, card. Cool. All right, so we made a big up to that. You know what I'm saying? So I counted those days down, like I was counting that money. It was only 200 bucks, but like, dude, times was really rough. And no, dude, it, 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 at that time, I will never forget those days. You know what I'm saying? Like I slept on the floor and, um, I was so broke that I couldn't even afford a full time. My man Rich, who was who I locked up with, big up came to through. Rich. Big up to Rich, bought me a full time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and also I uh, I was renting a room out in um in Sunset Park. You know, this is um don't, a lot of people don't know this, but there's actually three Chinatowns in New York. One in Canal, the other one's in Flushing, which is the biggest one, and then there's Sunset Park in Brooklyn. So I was living there. I, I rented a room out, a little small ass room, uh, five hundred fifty bucks. You know, I just shared a fridge and all that. And I was sleeping on the floor, you know? And from there, I had like five different jobs like overlapping. I was catering and I was freaking working at Forever 21. I worked with the Forever 20, but like Forever 21, you're like, dude, cause I'm not from New York. I'm like, where can I find some hot chicks at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, yeah, working at Forever 21. I was like, bet. I was like, I'm gonna work at Forever 21. And that's what I did, I worked at Forever 21. Yo, did you meet anyone? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> okay, there you go. I did. It I, worked. My, my, my first girl was from, uh, she worked there. So that was funny. Um, but I got hit on by a lot of gay guys over there. It was, I was um, never so like, like openly, like, like but, but you know what they were led to? So that's how I became an actor in a modeling. So one day, this, this guy walked up to me. He's like, 
hey, are you a model? I was like, and so I'm like, dude, you gotta come up with a better line than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God, this is gay shit again. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, nah, I ain't no model. And he was like, no, you well, you should. You're tall, you're good looking, woo woo. And I make these bags. So other than our paintings, I actually make these handbags. I'm not sure if you've seen it. No, I didn't see so, that. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, this what will branch out my network, like. I think this will give a good opportunity to meet the whole fashion world and like get on that side. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? I'm interested. You know what I mean? So he's like, come to my office. And I'm saying like, we'll talk about it. So he, um, he took me to his office, whatever. I, I had to do this whole like, like catwalk, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like turn and twist. Oh God. You know, that, that day, I was thinking like, damn, it's coming home from prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on a freaking catwalk. Like, what is going on with my life? <laughs> And it was funny because so he, he booked me for a runway so you know and uh dude they set me up yo the the the, the runway they had me on they, it was pretty much a speedo they, they had me in whitey tidy like first oh, thing no. i never did a runway like modeling before right and then just the first thing they put me in the wardrobe was like this little ass underwear pretty much I'm like bro <laughs> my cheeks all hanging out i'm like bro i just came up on prison dog what's going on you know what i'm saying like yo but whatever it opened the opportunity so i guess i'm a legit model now whatever um, so, yeah so i did the whole cowboy thing and it's funny how the universe works because I know this chick that um, she just walked up to me. She was like, hey, can I take a picture with you? Her name is Siobhan. Damn, I haven't talked to her in years. Shout out to Siobhan. Shout out Siobhan. Shout out Siobhan. Shout out Siobhan because Siobhan put me on. But um, she was like, let's take a picture, whatever, whatever. So she's a hairstylist, right? And she do hairstylist for um, the, like, so people for like actors and casting agents, whatever, whatever. She hit me up like a week later and then she was like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And I'm like, Oh, movie. She's like, yeah, dude, casting for an Asian guy. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you want, would, you, would you be interested? I'm like, am I get paid for it? She was like, yeah, of course. I'm like, bet, hell yeah. So that's my first gig into the acting world. Um, that one was called Chinese Puzzle. And that one was, it was so funny, bro. So the, the, I'm not getting to it, but it was like, it's, it's a role where like, I had to marry a gay guy. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a wedding scenario. And I, it ended up so you went from Speedos gig. to... <laughs> Yo, yo, like, this is a setup, man. I was like, man, if this is what the industry's like, I don't want no part of it. Like, what is going on? Do I look gay or something? Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, it was crazy because the director, right? The director first paired me up with this hot chick. And I'm like, all right, very cool, man. I get to know her, whatever, whatever. And then, like, he, he stopped back and he looked at me again. He's like, actually, he's got a unique look. Cause I got these tattoos, whatever. He's like, he's got a unique look. I want him from the camera. No, uh, uh, lose a girl. We're going to pair him up with somebody else. I'm like, all right, well, whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and then they pair me up with the dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I had to walk down the aisle and we had to like fake smile, like, mm -hmm. yo, oh my god, it was so gay, it was so gay. But I appreciated that, bro, because um, I got two waivers for that. Um, they called me back. So in all, in, a, in the acting world, you need waivers to become SAG, to become union. So right mm -hmm. off that break, that was my first gig ever, you know what I'm saying? So I got two waivers right off the back, my first gig. And some lot of like people that's like people always ask me, like, how did you get into acting? How can I get into the union? Blah, 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 blah. blah. So you gotta take these steps. You gotta get these waivers, you know what I'm saying? And then after three waivers, I paid 3100 to join yeah. the union SAG, whatever. But that's yeah, you gotta man. pay your dues pretty much. You know? So I was I Amen. lucked up by getting those two waivers yeah. off the break. Then I got into the Arby's commercial that came my third one, bam. So I became union. So which was a good look. Um and then how did that translate into the real estate business? It's it, it, yeah. it crazy because it's just part how everything went and went from being in prison, learning how to paint, 
coming home, overlapping, working for yeah. the 21, getting to the acting modeling. So the gallery actually came after the whole modeling. So I just kept juggling between different gigs. Every day was a hustle. And my whole mind from that, never waste a day. You know what I'm saying? So that whole painting concept stick with me. Be productive, go out there and get it. You gotta get it, you gotta get it, you gotta get it. And that's the whole thing about entrepreneurship. You gotta get it. By, by all means, you gotta get it, you gotta get it, you gotta get it. You know what I'm saying? Do not waste a day. Don't fucking feel sad for yourself. And hold on, I, I gotta put this message out there. My message out there to all the inmates that's been incarcerated, don't make yourself as a victim. You know what I'm saying? People always, like, dudes that come home, they blame, like, the society, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a convicted fellow. I ain't getting no fucking job. This is what I am. Nah. That whole mentality, you're, you're, nah. Nobody, the world don't own you shit. You got, you got to own up to it. You got to make it happen. If you want it, you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? You got to strive for it. And you got to work hard for it. That's the whole mentality. You know what Amen. I'm <laughs> no, it's real talk. That's a real talk. You know what yep. I'm saying? And, I, and I'm the perfect example, dude. I'm telling you, that EBT shit, when, dude, I put, I put a post up on my Instagram late, uh, recently, right? From an EBT card to my contractor license card. You feel me? And that was a big achievement for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will never forget where I was at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, just, I just hope that somebody that listens to this podcast, that I, they actually feel inspiration in this. You know what I'm saying? And to be a better person. You know what I mean? Um, but so... From the acting, um, I met a big network. I just talk because I'm, I'm always around people now, so I talk to people. Hey, what is that? What is that? Because you gotta, you gotta be on your grind. You gotta, you gotta like talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You always gotta be like on your on your shit networking. That's a big thing. You gotta be networking. You gotta. Um, were you always the type to to network for like those of people out there? Were you always like good with small talk? Because I know a lot of people they they get scared of the networking thing. Lately, um, I haven't been on it because like. I realize a lot of people are just full of shit, yo. Yeah. Mm. They'd be like, blah, blah. So I'm kind of like, oh, cool, cool. Well, you got a dollar or you can you swipe me on the card real quick? Or you got, you got a cigarette? You know, I'm just like, bro, I don't wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, it's not genuine. But now I, what I do is like, I, I place myself in position where I network with certain people. So lately I've been hanging out with the PCNY guys. Oh, I'm not sure. The yeah. Yep. You know, we actually feed the homeless every Wednesday nights. It's good energy, but they're all, awesome. they're all business owners. They're all entrepreneurs. So I can have a whole list of people that you guys want as entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. because these people that actually made it. So, you know, just, you don't want to waste too much time on people to build with certain people. I realized that. Mm -hmm. But in the really beginning, when I first came home, like now I'm in a different stage, but when I was like from the really bottom, I was just blessed to be out again, just to be around people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, and that that's when I was just like, you know, I was real friendly. You know what I mean? But now I guess like New York kind of grew up. Now I'm like sucking traffic, like honking like everybody else. Kind of like real, like fuck that shit. Man. You know what I'm <laughs> but um, now nah, and before I was, I was um, like I was always telling people, see what I can, you know what I mean? Next gig, whatever I can help. You know what I mean? So the contracting team came after the gallery. Um, it went so it went from acting, right? Uh, well, it went from Forever Twenty One first to uh, modeling <laughs> <laughs> to speedos, right? Right to gay role, and then uh. My biggest role, actually, from uh, you guys should check this out. It's on it's on Netflix. Uh, called okay. Revenge of the Green Dragons. Revenge um, of the Green Dragons. Yeah, it's a crazy story because I, I was actually incarcerated those guys, so I knew about the whole story before I came home. I was actually in prison with them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's based on a true story, but that was my biggest um, principal role. So it's on Netflix now. If you get a chance, check out Revenge of the Green Dragons. Uh, directors Andrew Lau. Okay. Um, so I'm actually uh, producing something on my own now. It's called Mahjong. Uh, I produced four episodes so far, but I'm still looking for investors. And I didn't release anything out yet because um, I want control of the product okay. and until I get a contract, you know what I'm saying, with Netflix and all that. 
and then I will release it. But for now, it's like everything's like gonna hush hush until I get everything. So that's still an ongoing project. I'm, okay. I'm raising cash flow now with the contracting just to and then put that money into investments into real estate. So how many uh, uh, streams of cash flow are you currently like working with? Because I know like for example, we have Design for Realtors, we have uh, Ian Alexander Realty Group. So what what is your uh, the biggest cash flow is probably the, the contracting business. Like right now, I got, I got like six jobs right now ongoing. Okay. And um, the key, so when I first started, I was actually paying Yelp and Google just to market. But okay. now I got to the point, and because they're very expensive, Yelp and yeah. Google, oh my God, they would drain my pockets. Um, it, now I just do word of mouth. Uh, once you do a good job, my whole concept is that you don't leave. I always think of win-win situations too. And um, you have to make a good impression. You don't leave the job site till the client is happy. Okay. Once they do that and they see how they're happy and they make sure that they're happy, they always go refer you. So now like everything just by word of mouth, you know? Nice. Um, yeah, well, the, last, the, the biggest contract I just got was 165,000 here in, um, in Elmhurst. Oh, wow. Uh, full, yeah, full gut rental. Oh, um, my guys are on the job site now. Not nice. too far from here. Yeah, Where at? Elmhurst. Right now we're doing a flat roof right now. I just yeah. left from the job site. Gotcha. Because so, I know there's a lot of developments going up in Elmhurst right now. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot of development everywhere in New York. New York will never stop growing. There's so much jobs, especially for a contractor. This, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's tons of jobs out there. You know, you just got to have the right crew. I, so my task uh, is actually just finding a job as the boss. Like, I'm actually just going out finding jobs. I'm actually the person that making the sales, you know, making sure the contract is, you know, signed and everything, taking down the down payments and everything. So I use that money. I save a lot of the money and I invest it into real estate. Um, it's stable. It's stable. I don't like taking more chances like that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, however, I do not find too many good deals with a five borough because everything's so expensive. What I realized that here in five borough is that it's better to... Once you, if you do have the money to obtain here in the five boroughs, is to rent it out opposed to flip it. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, it, you know, and then just, you know, we like refinance, put the equity out and then buy another one and just keep renting it out. As okay. long as the numbers, it's all about the numbers. Mm-hmm. As long as you're paying the rent and you can afford a mortgage and a little bit on top, that's mm-hmm. all income. That's all profit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I do my flips out on Long Island because I find good deals out on Long Island. You know, gotcha. I'm still able to find houses for like, under 200 you know yeah and you know what those deals do exist but they're outside of the five boroughs outside mm-hmm. of five boroughs because you know you could find a nice deal out in maryland in virginia there's yeah. a bunch of south Texas. Goes, yeah i was thinking south carolina might be a, a good there's, there goes, the list goes on i just thought i don't really invest outside because my crew because i had to depend on my crew to get the work done because yeah. all flips i do my own renovations you know what i mean so gotcha I don't go too far outside. I did branch out to Philly. I gave Philly a shot. However, I ended up in West Philly, and West Philly, I realized it's the hood. It's <laughs> yeah. the hood, hood. Like, yo, <laughs> yo, you know it's hood when the Chinese carry out, do not deliver, and they sell Lucy's and Fontos and wraps. Oh, man. Yo, yeah, you be like, yeah, you be like let me get some one-time soup and let me get a wrap real quick. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> Yo, and the house that I bought got a fucking bullet, bullet hole still in the window still. I got to fix that window. Oh, it's got man. a bullet hole in the window. I'm just like, bro, yeah. I don't know about West Philly. Do bro. not invest in West Philly. Yeah, yeah I mean, I actually went out to Philly to look at some investments um, a while back. Uh, it was it was a while ago. I don't know. But I remember it was super nice. Like, the blocks would be, like, super nice, super nice. And I went for a jog. Oh. And I went down, and I went one block yeah. over, and I was like, nope. Oh, no. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Make sure your door is locked, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, that's how I started seeing it. I started seeing like the investors would come, they would see that this block is nice, let's go to the next block and like little by little take over. Yeah, yeah. That's and, what they're uh, doing right now in Maryland. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Detroit. No, Maryland's nice. Maryland, Maryland. and uh, DC. Oh, DC. DC. No, DC is nice. Um, no, you're talking about Baltimore. Baltimore, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore. So Baltimore and Philly, they're, they're pretty much right there. But you can find deals for like five, six thousand dollars for a yeah. whole Yeah, I've yeah. heard in well, Detroit you get them for a, a grand. Yeah, I took that leap because thirty-one thousand. What is? Come on, you know my card cost more than thirty-one thousand. So I'm just like I'm gonna take a chance. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. so this is what I learned from that deal from Philly where it went wrong. Um, I just want to catch this. Where it went wrong with the Philly deal is that so I bought it through an auction, right? Okay. So apparently the original owner, right? She wrote a deep and a trust fund for her grandkids. Okay. So I had to sign off for a clean title. I cannot sell, you cannot sell anything without a clean title. Yeah, I'm going yeah. through a closing, uh, my property out in uh, Hempstead. You have to have a clean title. In order to clear everything, have a, a clean closing, you need a clean title. I don't have a clean title in the Philly house right now. Oh, so I can rent it out right now, you know what I mean? I just haven't been there. Just, I'm just like, guys, two hour and a half hour job. I gotta hurry and get back on it. I know I gotta get back on so it. So you, didn't, you didn't run the title beforehand? You can't. Oh. On auctions, you would never know. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know what? I try to cut the middleman out, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times I, I, I go through brokers. Yeah, but yeah. brokers, you know, they have that, their, their fee. I was trying to skip that fee. I was trying to cut the middleman out and go straight to the courthouse. So that's yeah. what the auction is. But what I learned when you go to the courthouse is that you take a chance as a gamble, it's 50 50. So, yeah. instead of, so that's what happened in my other Hempstead property. Um, dude, it took me two years to get these people out because wow. they were the original homeowners. So, when I went to the auction, uh, the courthouse, uh, I won the bid at 177. And to buy a house in New York for 177 <laughs> is a blessing. It's like, that's a come up. You done came up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm like, damn. But then what I didn't realize was it a tax lien or was it a. It, no, it was a foreclosure. So, I bought oh, a lot of foreclosure homes. Okay. To, you know, to cut the middleman out. I was trying to go go lower. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I fucked up because for my first flip, uh, I bought it for a two twenty five yeah. through the broker, right? Mm-hmm. And it was clean. It was vacant, and I sold it for um, two eighty. So it was yeah. a good deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, boom, 100%. boom. So it was like nice little sixty thousand, whatever. But I bought that through the broker, and the broker I had twenty thousand. I could have because I and he went to the same auction house the, the where I went. You know, so yeah. he just made twenty thousand dollars doing nothing by just giving me that deed. So that twenty thousand, yeah. I was like, man, I could have saved that twenty thousand. I could have made a hundred just now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, I don't, I want to cut the middleman out. So I went to the, the courthouse myself now and tried to buy it, and which I did. I won that house for one seventy seven. But this is what happened. This is what I learned. I'm not sure how heavy you guys are into. How do you guys obtain the property? Yeah. So. I mean, before the audience, you should kind of break it down just so. In case yeah, let me break this down because like people. So this is. A, Cause I learned everything on my own. I, and it cost me a lot of money. I wish I had someone like me or someone to give me some type of guidance. Like so a mentor. To all this, a mentor to prevent all the bullshit I went through. Dude, I, dude if I can go back in time, like how much money I could have saved, I know this knowledge I know now. But it was not, so I, after I won the bid, right? It was not vacant. So the original homeowner was still there, but I did present. So I went there, I was trying to negotiate him. I offered him $20,000 cash. And I was like, you know, we can go through the hallway. Here's a deed. I'm the new homeowner now. It's, it's going to matter of time that, you know, the marshals are going to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's 20000 It's enough for you guys to move, you know? He's like, oh, I know my laws. Uh, do what you got to do. I'll see you in court. I was like, oh, you want to play hardball? Fine. So my first attorney uh, was $7,000. Um, so when you get an attorney to evict somebody, this is a civil court manner. Right? Yeah. So I've learned this. A civil court manner. It took me one year right, to get these people out. 
in the civil court. I won in the civil court. I was happy. I was like, oh, it only took a year. That's not bad. 177 after attorney fees, 7,000. You know what I'm saying? Closing costs on 200. That's not bad. I can still flip it for three, 350. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, good deal. Then the day when I thought I was going to get them out, the marshal stopped. They said they put a detainer. They said a stoppage because they filed bankruptcy. I'm like, uh, I'm like what does mm-hmm. that mean? So I called my attorney. I was like, what does this mean? They stopped. They just moved out. They're like, well, they put this out bankruptcy and you have to fight and go to bankruptcy court now to get them out. I'm like, wait, what? I was like, so represent me and go to bankruptcy court. He's like, no, no, no. Sorry, Mr. Long. Um, I'm not a bankruptcy lawyer. And this is a bankruptcy court. It's a whole different court system. I'm like, get the fuck. I'm like, what? So you're telling me I got to hire another attorney? And you're like, yeah. I was so pissed off, man. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because the taxes, meanwhile. Yeah, the taxes are high in Long Island. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, I'm the new property owner. I'm the new owner. So all taxes is still fall back on me. Yeah. So, so what was the holding cost on? Do you remember like roughly so how much? First, no, that's the seven thousand for the attorney. Now t- taxes is sixteen thousand a year, right? So yeah, one year it took me around, dude, fucking twenty two thousand dollars right there already. I'm in a hole, right? Yeah. So my second attorney for the bankruptcy court was additional seven thousand dollars. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yo, but there's no what other way can do it. So I, I actually thought about cutting the power, the water off, everything, right? Like, fuck these guys, get the hell out of my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they said you can go to jail for that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, okay. yeah, they said the, the court is always going to favor the tenant and you're gonna, the landlord will go to jail. Damn. I'm like, uh, so I got to go play by by the books legally. So yeah. I'm like, what can I do? You know what I'm saying? Fuck. So I hired a bankruptcy attorney, which is an additional $7,000, right? And I dragged out for another year. I dragged out a whole year, yo. Two years it took me to get these people out. Wow. So that's what? So, 30. Thirty-two. Yeah, another, so $16,000 on the fucking top of that, another $16,000 on taxes. Yeah, yeah. like... Dude, how much is that now? You know what yeah. I mean? 40, so 40, you bought for Actually, I, I still own taxes right now. I'm selling that property, but I still taxes. That's why okay. I got to me. I pay some of it off already. Yeah. You have only two years. Uh, if you don't pay taxes, that's when the foreclosure comes. So I pay a little bit off right now. I'm buying time. but I, So this is the bullshit I'm going through now. This I'm is the Hempstead property. This is, I have two Hempstead property. That one, uh, that one right there, the one that fully rental is already, I already have a commitment. That it's supposed to go closing soon. So okay. hopefully God, God, God willing, man, this next week I'm supposed to sell the house. I saw, I'm selling for four awesome. Yeah, a contract's already there. I just got to do, I got to put a fence up for him. That's part of the contract. I got to put a fence up and I got to finish the paint. Oh God, did you see that story what happened? Dude, the yeah. first, oh, this is a whole different property though. But, okay. but a learning experience. Like I said, I didn't learn nothing until everything that I, I pretty much taught myself mm-hmm. learning through an experience because that deal, pre-approval, oh, let me catch this too because this is important, man. <laughs> pre-approval don't mean shit do not yes. mean shit pre-approval <laughs> amen pre-approval there's nothing that's a bunch it's just a piece of paper that's like pretty much a scam you know what I'm saying fuck that shit <laughs> because I was so excited they're like yes I got it sold at 420 I'm so happy I was like let's do it and then so and then the, the, the first client was like but I want this color I want I want this wall uh, I want this room bright neon green and the other one bright neon pink and this whole living room orange I'm like, well, whatever it takes to make it happy, to close the deal, I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? So I spent like ten thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? And I fucked up because I should have asked ten percent down. They only give me ten thousand down, right? That should have been already a, a red flag that they didn't put it. But I was just like, whatever. Like, it's, it's I didn't think of it. They got a pre-approval letter. I'm like, I got a deal going on. Been seeing the market. Let's just do it, man. Yo, I couldn't believe it. They got denied by the bank. They got denied by the bank and held me up the first right for three months. They held me up for three months. And I'm like, bro. What the hell is going on? Painting everything already? The taxes probably. 
they didn't make enough. They didn't make enough money. Yeah, that's usually what happens in Long Island. I have a lot of clients. Yeah, like, they, they didn't make enough money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yo, that shit crazy because I, I told my, my brokers end up saying, oh, it's because they're bank. You should use my, their bank instead. I'm like, oh, and I painted all these crazy colors already. And I spent $10,000. I mean, I, I took out the big tree that they didn't want. I, I opened, they had a special new kiss, so they wanted to open it for the, uh, in between the walls. I did that yeah. already. So I didn't want to like put it back on the market and, and redo everything. So I was like, all right, fine. Let's just go with my broker's uh, bank then, whatever, you know? Yeah. Man, they held me up for another three months, yo. I got denied again. <laughs> yo, it's still in my life, bro. Yo, half a year. Yo, half a year. Yo, I'm so, I'm, I'm, and now I'm mad at my brokers. I'm mad at my brokers. I'm mad at the client. I'm mad at everybody. I'm like, yo, what the, f yo, what? Taxes are killing me now. I spent money on, on those renovations. I'm just, I'm just mad. I'm just like, yo, I don't even want to hire my lawyers, my, my, uh, my brokers again. My mom, you know, I'm going with somebody else because you guys, this is bullshit. You know so I want to give a huge shout out to Justin Blonde. Uh, he does LPDU verification before we go any further in a deal. So like you said, a pre-approval literally with FM Home Loans. Uh, pre-approval means nothing. It literally, it's just a, like you said, it's kind of like a scam. But, you know. Um, yeah, and you know, especially in Long Island, if anybody's looking in Long Island, make sure those taxes uh, make sense for all you agents out there showing in Long Island. I'm not investing in Long Island. Okay. <laughs> 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 I just bought another house, but I'm done with Long Island after this one. Baldwin is nice, yeah. Well, okay, time out, because you, you've walked us through kind of like this epic journey of your life. Now, let's talk a little bit about mindset in terms of like, these are a lot of stressful things and you've been through a lot of ups and downs in your life. What, what is something that you constantly remind yourself of or like a mantra that you have that you would recommend for other people who are looking to get into this kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle? Well, what's priority to me now? I mean, everybody's different. For me, yeah, I have a daughter now. So my daughter is my prime focus. Everything, whatever, my legacy, whatever I build, everything is going to be for my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, all my business, everything is going to be under my daughter's name. You know what I'm saying? So I know that I'm leaving something because I grew up without a dad. You know what I'm saying? And I just know that like everything I had to work hard for, everything by my own. So my whole mindset, do it for your daughter. Do it for your kid. You know what I'm saying? That's my main thing. That's my goal. And like, just make sure my, my kid is straight. You know what I mean? Um, other than that, it's just be a good person, man. There's so many fucking scumbags out there. You know how many Amen. times I get burned? Yo, you know how many betrayals that happened to me already? That other house that I told you like, I, that I ended up took me two years to get vacant. Yeah. I let my foreman who used to work for me stay there, right? Mm -hmm. Guess what he did? He, he squatted? Him. Yep, squatted. Oh, man. Yo, after all the bullshit I've been through, after all the bullshit that I've been through, it's crazy, man. And that house now, is... And now, and, now, and now I'm fucking evicting him now. And that's in Hempsteads too, too. That's in Hempstead. Yeah. So there's definitely a dark side of investing, right? This is these are the real stories. This is not the fake stories where it's like, hey, it's gonna be easy. There's never gonna be a hiccup. This is what a hiccup looks like, right? You got squatters, you got, you know, people filing bankruptcy in the <laughs> You know, on the on social media I make it look good. Like everybody's like, Oh man, but dude, I stress a lot, man. I stress, I go through it, I get depressed, there's so much pressure every day, like Dude, my mortgages, dude, my, like, my monthly bills, like, mortgage and everything, is about 30000 now. I go to that point that's 30000 Like, if I don't make $30,000, I'm going to get no home. So I'm, I'm constantly on the grind. I have to make money. I have to get it. I have to get it. I have to close the deals. I have to close the deals. 
You know what I'm saying? There's so much pressure, yo. And then like, and that kind of like fucked my relationship with my uh, baby moms, you know what I'm saying? Because of the money situation, the pressure, and there's a lot of time I'm always at work, you know what I mean? I don't have time to spend right, with, with my family like that, you know what I'm saying? So right now me and her are like hanging over break, whatever. So, you know, but it is what it is. And, but yeah, being on is not easy. Do you do anything to de-stress? Yeah, like how do you decompress? What would be a, a decompression for you? Everybody have their own. Everybody have their own way. Me, I like to hang out with my friends. A lot of my friends are rappers. We ended up in the strip club, and I am <laughs> happy in the strip club. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I saw that the other day. Yo, he said, yo, "I just want to save them all." Real life, though. It's real life. Keep it real. I don't know. That's just me. I, just, I, I, I want to save them all. Yeah. Oh, y'all see that? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Word. So actually, I ain't not gonna host on a lot of my homegirls and strippers. So whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go hang out with them after this. So. Anyways, but, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, sometimes you got to find balance. That's all it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Find what you like to do. You know what I mean? Some people like playing sports and people like whatever it is. You know what I mean? Whatever you enjoy. You know, got to find balance. So, oh. 100%. 100%. You like painting? Yeah, yeah I like painting. No, no, no. Painting is therapeutic. You know what I mean? I don't always say painting makes me happy. I mean, after when I'm finished, I'm happy with it. You know what I'm saying? But the process of painting is therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that... What kind of paint do you do? Uh, I don't know. What would you consider it? Um, I, I, he's he's more so just getting into it now and recently found out that it's something that he enjoys. So he's trying different things. We actually, yeah. So I, I put him onto acrylic and I do abstract. Where do you start off? Paint is therapeutic for me. Like like I said, like I started off with my friend when I was in prison. You know what I'm saying? But like that was my form of escape. So when I'm like stressed out, whatever it, like when I was in prison, when I painted, because it took me like a million miles outside of those wire fence, like outside the wire, you know what I mean? Wall, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I put my headphones on, I'm just zoned out. So I forget about a lot of stress was when I'm going out, when I, when I paint, when I pick up those brushes, you know, mm-hmm. that was my form of escape. So. That's awesome. Cause I feel like that mindset thing, like you have a lot on your brain, right? Like I, I have a lot on my brain at all times, right? Like my mind is just always running. Um, but I mean, yeah, like I feel like what would what would you say, Sonia, is your way? Because I know you have a lot of like touch with like balance and finding that. I don't think there's real any real true balance. Like yeah. I, I don't exactly. Yeah, I don't believe. I believe in synergy. It, it's not. It's not real. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you do what you can. For yeah. me, I you know I exercise. I, yeah. I like no, to no, hang no, out no, too. No, 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 no. Working out is definitely a good stress reliever. No, that's 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 scientifically proven. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just there's other things that make me happy. You know, if you're talking about making happy, because working out is like hard work. <laughs> yeah. I started working. Yeah, when I was in prison, I worked out almost every day. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was in good shape. But now I just feel like, dude, I'm going to hang out with strippers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, after eight and a half years in prison, making up for lost time. He's, he, you know, he was in his prime back then, so <laughs> now he's making up for it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, no. but. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot the, a lot behind your story. Um, I know you say you you were born in Argentina. Yeah, I was born in Argentina. And how long? Like, what was that story? Like, how how long did so, you? Yeah, was, so you're so, a listen, Chinese so, Argentinian. I'm a Chinese, bro. I'm not. I mean, my so my birth certificate is from Argentina. So I got stuck with the name Carlos because, okay, so you know how Chinese people they don't. There's no such thing as Michael. There's no such thing as John. They have a Chinese yeah, yeah. name, so they want to blend you in with the rest of the kids. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. wrong. So be- because I was born in Argentina, my parents gave me 
the name Carlos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I've been in with the rest of Spanish kids. So yeah. my cousin named Pedro. <laughs> my <laughs> sister's name is Alicia. And my other cousin named Luciana. We all got Spanish names. But That's so cool though. Yeah. Because this is... <laughs> that is <video>. cool. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you guys heard about the Tenement Square, like the whole thing with the, um, the communism war. So there was a lot of refugees. Everybody, you know, that's uh, there was a refugee. There was the gotcha. war. So that's when we migrated. So mm-hmm. when they migrated, came to the United States. That's when they were given our green cards. So yeah, we didn't expect to come to the United States. So now here we are in the United States. Well, I got stuck with the Spanish name. <laughs> so now I got to stay. And the first state you so moved I like to, I explained myself my whole life. Like yes, you, the first state you moved to was Maryland. Then yeah, I grew up out in Maryland. Uh, okay. Gotcha. So then from Maryland it, to New York, or from Maryland from- to prison. Uh, <laughs> and where was prison at? Where was the prison at? Um, so I was locked up in uh, in a federal prison in uh, Ohio in the feds. So right. why they ship you around a lot in federal prison is because okay. you lose your power. So imagine if you're in New York, right, and you get locked up in New York. Obviously, you'll get a lot of power and control because you have your resources here in New York. Mm-hmm. What they do in the feds is that they ship you out. Like you could be from California and they ship you out to Florida because oh. you lose your, your your power. They don't mm-hmm. want you have no power. I mean, they want you to be powerless. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was and it's against the federal law to make any more income once you're incarcerated. You know what wow. I mean? And they made sure of that. And uh, yeah, so I was shipped out to Ohio, you know, so from Maryland to Ohio, then to New York. And the thing was New York, so I took a big leap of faith, you know. Um, I didn't know nobody in New York. You know, mm-hmm. I came out here just my ambition, I wanna make it as an artist, you know what I'm saying? I wanna be known. I, I feel like the whole eight and a half years I was incarcerated, it was for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here for a reason. It's a blessing in disguise. You know, because a part of me is saying, like, yo, this is just fucked up. I'm here for some punk-ass weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's just legalizing in California. Why, why am I even here? But you can't get stuck on that. You get stuck on that, you'll lose yourself when you go crazy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to see, always see the brighter things. You know what I mean? Yeah. The positive things. So at least awesome. I, I discovered I could paint. I didn't know I was going to hit him gotcha. down. Had I not been for prison, hey, I didn't know I could paint. Hey, wow. Yeah. You know I mean? I Did you read a lot of books, too? I actually wrote a book too. I wrote a book in there. Like oh, I nice. said, my whole mentality when I was in there and what a true entrepreneur mentality is, never waste a day. Make every day productive. Make sure, dude, I see so like, I don't got to catch this too because this is important. Because when I was there, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I, I like it. But, um, document, don't create. Yeah, right. No, yeah, he, so, he documents a lot. I like it. But um, this is my thing though, right? So when I was incarcerated, I see a lot of dudes out there that all they did was watch BET, play dominoes, and talk shit. That's, that's all they did all day, day. I'm thinking like, dude, what the fuck are you going to do when you get out though? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is your what is your plan? You know what I'm saying? And then just your mentality. You got to set your whole, you got to set yourself to, you know what I'm saying? Like prepared to be, you know what I'm saying? Where you want to be, you know? So I didn't waste a day in there. I wrote a lot. I read a lot. I played chess. That's not the only time my recreation time was chess. That's why a lot of my paintings are chess related. It's because I'm a strategist, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a thinker. And so that's my little recreation. And I worked out for physically. Because you gotta you gotta be both, you gotta, you gotta sharpen your brain and your and your body. Yeah. But um I wrote a I wrote an album. It's a it's a marketing tool that I'm gonna use. I haven't put it out yet, I haven't put too much uh, energy behind it because now I'm doing the film. I put a lot of my engine. Gotcha. So stay tuned for that guys. Mm-hmm. Go follow them. Yeah. But um it just yeah, man, I wish the guys out there that was the incarcerated that just find themselves, man. I just seen them all day just playing spades and playing dominoes. I'm like, dude, you, are you really gonna go home and just, you know what I'm saying? You're really gonna make money playing spades and dominoes? Come on, you know, but. 
the the crazy thing is what you just described that that's happening in a federal prison and how there are people in there wasting their days there are people out in like civilian world and all they do all day is watch BET and just <laughs> they're like in prison but like not right like mentally they're in prison they don't want to make moves they're, they're scared to fast forward real to- quick what is a day or a week let's say a day let's what does a day look like for you what time do you get up? What time do you go to sleep? Do you oh, rest? Let, let, let us know your morning routine. Yeah, what's your routines? Is there a stripper involved in the morning routine? <laughs> <laughs> no, but my daily routine, I, honestly, I get up early. I get up at like 6.30, you know what I'm saying? And that's, when I used to, when I was locked up, I get up at 6.30 because the call time, and I'll go run 10 laps real quick. I get my little jogging real quick, boom, breakfast, and I have a routine in there too, you know what I'm saying? And that's good. You have to have a routine. You got to be productive. You got to schedule, you know what I'm saying, that you follow. Dude, people who fucking sleep in it and just waste their time, they're not going to get too far. You not going to get nowhere. Nah, I'm just saying, like, you have, I get up early. And I had to get up early because, so once I get up, I, I go pick up the crew. I go pick up the, uh, my workers. You know what I'm saying? And I go to the job site. Bomb. And you got to be on the job site early because there's so much to do. You know what I'm saying? So I try not to waste any of my time because the guys are going to start working. Like, you know what I mean? So our, our schedule is that I pick them by 7 a.m. Uh, we usually get onto the job site by 7.30 8 a.m. Right? 8 is probably the latest. But sometimes a little bit far because Staten Island is like an hour away. Yeah. Uh, I got like four new jobs in Staten Island now. But um, once you get in on that, boom, and then all the way to five o'clock is when we get off. So I'm a, um, so me, I'm capable because I guess I, I'm boss, whatever. I'm able to leave the job site after I set up my crew. My mom, my husband, the guys got to, you know what I'm saying, be working. So that's when I go, after I set everything up, got the materials I need, you know what I mean? And then I can go see other job sites. That's when I give out quotes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so between from seven to five is my grind time. Go seek new jobs, give out quotes, take measurements, get the materials, talk to clients, blah, 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 make the contracts, blah, blah, blah. After five is more regular times, like my own personal stuff. So I go back to filming, spend time with my daughter, my main moms, you know what I'm saying? So that's family time after five o'clock. So you gotta And what, what time do you usually like sleep? Man, I try to be at least sleep by midnight, but lately, like, there's just so much going on. Like, I don't really sleep till like one, two a.m. in a boma. I get like four, four hours sleep and back at it. You know what I'm saying? Four, four and five hours. Right, but I feel like right. the body don't really need more than five hours. I feel like five hours is actually between five to seven is the most you need. Yeah, I, I'm not good at functioning. Uh, I need at least seven or eight, or I'm just like dead to the world. Yeah. No, I get at least five in. I got make sure I get at least five in and I'm good. You know what I mean? But seven is good. Seven is a good number. If you get at least good seven hours sleep. That's that's a daily routine of an entrepreneur. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in regards to you said that working out is super important to you as well, right? Yeah. So where do you kind of squeeze that? Do you do that like when you wake up, or do you do that no, usually no, on that time? After work, no. after work. Before I tried it before work, but then like, dude, I just get so tired after work. I don't even like going to work the morning. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nah, I got, I have to go to work, so I just get it in afterwards. You know what I mean? So. But it's important to make sure that, you know what I mean, your blood is always flowing, you know. So where's the where's the future lie for you? So where do you, after the, let's say your contracting company is where it is where you want it to be, uh, you're flipping <sighs> business empires, you know, maybe you're doing 1031 exchanges. Where do you see yourself in like the next five years, 10 years? I want to be more on developer end now. Contractor is actually the lower end. I mean, no, the lowest is like the foreman and worker. Once you move, because I started coming like a foreman, but after contractor, I actually want to be the investor in, developer and you know what I mean that's more you're in the office now you're in the office making blueprints getting the contract getting your money from the bank blah 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 and then boom, yeah. hire contractors working with the architects and with architects you know this and then they're like controlling exactly you know what I mean where they'll be at 
contracted as me, I'm actually doing a cash flow. I'm working for somebody. I'm work. I like. I actually work with a couple of developers. The, the big Staten Island job right now, he's a developer, so I'm actually working for him. So therefore, eventually, I would like to be a developer and an investor. In, you know. Gotcha. So you you'll have you you'll still have your contracting business, but yeah, you know, like yeah, on yeah. the so side. Yeah, so I can basically both worlds. Cause this this is this is like I'm here now, but in my, I'm usually in my work clothes, raggedy. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that. I, I want to come in because he's always coming in a nice sharp suit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to do that too. I want to look nice. You know, but first time I work, so I can't do that. So eventually, hopefully, I'll get to that point. You know? So, How'd you come up with the name for the contracting business? Quick fix up. So what I realized the strategic. So you know what can make money in the contracting world, right? Believe it or not. Uh, so our slogan is quality work in a timely manner. But you have to finish a job quick. You have to do it fast because I pay my guys daily, right? So they have a daily uh, rate that they get paid. So that's all cost. You know what I mean? So the contractor, if, if you're the boss, if you're the owner, you only really make money if you do the finish the job fast and it's done already. You understand? Yeah. Because you subtract your money from your materials and your labor. Okay. So the less money for the labor, the more money you make. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I always try to, that's why I'm so hands on a job site because I'm trying to speed the job up. So anything I can do, whether it's taking out the garbage, bringing materials off the roof, whatever it takes to speed the job up a little bit, I'm doing it because I know I can make more money. Gotcha. So quick, you gotta do it quick. So that's awesome. So you definitely doubled up with the house flipping and the uh, and the contracting. It makes sense. So you're basically trying to incorporate all those into your future organization, where it's gonna be. Right. That's the angle. From oh, that's awesome. That's the, that's How about movies? Is movies? Oh, so the movie too. So I'm actually the lead uh, actor too, and then. You know, but because that, but see, the whole acting thing, I, not that I got taste for it and everything, and I know the uh, business, that's my passion. However, in the entertainment business, it's a gamble. Real estate and contracting is stable, it's guaranteed. You know what I mean? Unless I did a, a, a fucked up job or something, like I screw up somewhere, then I lose money, I, which happened before. But um, with the whole entertainment business, it's a gamble. I'm, I, I'm not, uh, I don't want to be a background. I don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather make the big bucks, you know what I'm saying? So I want to control my own product. You know what I mean? And getting the stream. Because we're asking 100,000 each episode. Um, 14 episodes is a series. So I already produced four episodes on my own money that I invested. Uh, I dumped uh, 40,000 into it. So now that I have four episodes, I've been pitching that to you already. So yeah. it's called Mahjong, by the way. Yeah. I got Fredra Starr in it, um, Hassan Johnson in it, Jane Gates, Buck Noy, China Mac. So I got some good names in it. You know okay. what I mean? It's a good episode. That's awesome. Story. That's really, really cool. All right. So you're, according to, to Sonia, you share a lot about your life on social media, right? Yeah. I, but the, I, I'm kind of careful what I put out there. Like, I, I always put my work, because like, I'm big on work ethics. So I put me working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I talk to them, like, if you want to get it, work for it. I'm showing you my success did not just come overnight. I really work for it. You guys see me posting me working for it. Love it. So where can people find you? Oh, artist name long. So I will never change that because I started off as an artist. Everything came afterward because we do like, well, you're a contractor. Why is your name artist? Because I know where I started off from. You know what I mean? And I started off as an artist from a bottom, which I didn't have nothing. And the reason why it's long, because everybody called me Lowe's. They're like, well, nobody really called you long. It's because of my last name. When I was in prison, I go by my last name, long. Everybody, and then your MA number. So artist name long is always, you know. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming in, man. We really appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, so this is brought to you by Design for Realtors. It's a, was it selfless plug? What was it? <laughs> Shame, shameless plug. My, my shameless plug. 
this is brought to you by Design for Realtors. Um, but thank you for tuning in, guys. We look forward to bringing value. Uh, Carlos definitely brought brought a lot of value. He gave you a lot of insight. So um, we look forward to, you know, making more of these. So stay tuned, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for this opportunity, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.